everyone. I am your host, Brian Tonsoni. Welcome to Sports Talk with Tonsoni. Uh, the world gets together every four years to play some football. For us in the USA, it's not that football that we usually follow. I'm talking the world football called soccer. The 2018 World Cup soccer tournament will be held in Russia this summer. Tonight, we will preview the greatest soccer tournament in the world. Sadly, the United States did not qualify. However, there are many stories, teams, and star players that can be followed in this tournament. So listen up, find a team to root for, and tune in starting on June 14th on Fox Sports and all of their channels for an epic sporting event. With me tonight to discuss the 2018 World Cup are a couple of young soccer aficionados. Daniel Jakes and Kenny Jordan both just finished their freshman years in college. Both are great sports fans and knowledgeable about the game of soccer. So here we go. The World Cup consists of eight four-team groups. The teams in each group play a round-robin schedule, and the top two teams advance to the round of 16. The round of 16 is a single elimination tournament played until there is a champion. Ooh, we all together singing. Look how far we come now, 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 now. There's beauty in a unity we found. I'm ready, I'm ready. We still got a long way. But look how far we come now, 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 now. Hands up for your colors. You will be hearing that theme song throughout the World Cup. It is a time for the world to come together uh, and celebrate all that is good about the world and sport. Lots of great colors, lots of great fans, lots of great energy in the stadiums. And so uh, Daniel and Kenny have each prepared four groups, and we will uh, get ready to discuss those groups. Uh, World Cup is in uh, letter groups, A through H, we're going to go back and forth. Kenny had the first four, and Daniel had the, the second uh, group. So we'll be going back and forth. But we're going to start with World Cup Group A. Uh, and in that group right now, the teams are Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. And Kenny, tell us a little bit about Group A. Uh, so personally, uh, it'll be the first game of the year. It'll be Russia. I will start off as always as the home team does. Uh, I don't really see them doing very well. Um, they do have a pretty good team, but they're in a pretty tough uh, group. Uh, the teams that I have that probably will advance is Uruguay, uh, led by Luis Suarez, a very good goal, goal scorer. We have Edison Cavani, and then uh, they also are led by Diego Godin, uh, and they are the probably the favorite to win Group A. Uh, they're ranked 21st Hello. overall. Kenny, wasn't Suarez, didn't he have some problems biting people in the last, isn't he? Yeah. He actually a tough is new to deal with. Yeah, he, he actually is. Uh, I think he got his act together, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think he's, he's been a bit of a pr uh, troublemaker on the, on the, um, and then the second team that I think that could advance is Egypt. Um, but they're, it's a big storyline because Mohamed Salah, uh, he was taken out of the last, um, the Champions League game in about the 15th or 16th minute. Uh, he had a shoulder problem, and he's still questionable. He uh, he did release a statement saying he thinks he could be ready, but he is probably one of the better goal scorers in the uh, in America right, or in the uh, the world right now. And I think he uh, he could be a big big uh, problem. Yes. Yeah, so. Um... 
Salah, he had a great uh, Premier League mm-hmm. and was really boosting Egypt's uh, hopes. And then he he gets taken out in the championship um, match just a week or so ago. Um, Daniel, what do you think? Do you think he's going to be healthy enough to to come back and, and help Egypt advance to the round of 16? Well, it's definitely something that's been up in the air. Um, the Liverpool uh, physios have said that he's going to miss uh, the World Cup. The Egyptian medical staff says that it's only a one- to two-week injury. I personally think it's just a smoke show just to kind of um, make other teams prepare um, without him, and then Egypt want them to prepare for him. And so um, I think it's just definitely a publicist uh, kind of tracking. Um, I definitely think that he'll be fit. It's the biggest competition of the year. Um a lot of pride is taken uh, with some of these guys over their uh, national teams, and so I definitely think that um, it'd be a it'd be a huge mess if he uh, didn't play. Kenny, do you see uh, any teams um, other uh, like Russia or Saudi Arabia able to upset Egypt if he doesn't play? I mean, I think both teams potentially could. Uh, I think Russia maybe has the upper advantage just because they they are the home team. They're going to have a big crowd. That first game um, of the year is is the biggest one because Russia fans are either gonna you know get to see a win or get to see a tie or a loss, and so uh, a win would really boost their confidence for the rest of the the group. And uh, that's um, uh, Group uh, A um, of one of the the uh, groupings. So we're gonna go now to Daniel, who has Group E, uh, and in Group E we have Brazil. Costa Rica, Switzerland, and Serbia. Daniel, what can you tell our listeners about Group E? Well, Group E is definitely Brazil's. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They have one of the best rosters of the uh, World Cup. Um, Neymar, it's been a big uh, show on if he's healthy. He came back, scored a rocket in his opener. Um, and so I, th- I think it's definitely theirs to lose. Um, Serbia, they can definitely pull off an upset against one of the other two teams. Uh, their midfield is something um, that is just kind of uh, – they will pull all the strings if Serbia gets some upsets. And then Costa Rica, they've been one of the South American teams that have been uh, really dominant here lately. Kaylor Navas coming off a great domestic season with um, Real. And so I think that – it's going to be really tough to beat Costa Rica just because their defense is so good. Navas defending between the sticks so well. Um, I definitely think that it's either Serbia or uh, Costa Rica that advance with Brazil. Daniel, let me ask you a question here. You, you, you've played a lot of soccer, uh, and we mentioned off air, off air some things. What plays in the World Cup? Uh, a great goal scorer or a team that has a, a great goaltender and a better defense? What do you think – is the secret to uh, winning in your pool and, and advancing? Well, I think the biggest secret is just to have a great midfield, and that's why I think Serbia is definitely going to be able to pull off um, an upset or two with uh, Nemanja Matic uh, from Manchester United pulling the strings. Um, I definitely think that it's something that it kind of gets overlooked with uh, all the top goal scorers that we see now with Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo. Um, they like with Salah, uh, domestically, they've been, he's been put up there with the greats and it's just one season. I think, um, to be in that world-class level, you definitely have to do it consistently. And with this being his really breakout season, it'll be something to see. 
Um, but I definitely think that it's the midfield. Um, when it comes down to it, though, I'd, I'd much rather have a goalkeeper that can do um, – that can uh, stop uh, PKs and uh, those world-class free kicks and an even better defensive uh, back um, that can definitely put those top goal scorers um, off their line. Kenny, how far do you think Brazil uh, will go? They, they've been a favorite and they've advanced quite quite far, but um, do you think they have what it takes to win it all? Uh, I do not. You know, I when I look at Brazil, like, you know, they have a, a lot of good players, but, you know, the one that really stands out is Neymar kind of comes up or comes down to if he's good, like if he's fit or not, and if he's going to, if he's able to score goals and able to get his teammates involved a little bit. And I just, I don't see them going very far. Uh, I think, you know, they definitely get past the uh, group stage. It's that if they get eliminated, it would be another bad moment in uh, Brazilian football because it happened a few years ago as well. So, um, but I don't think that it's a problem this year. And uh, I think, you know, I think they go pretty far, but not, they're not going to win the, the whole thing. Daniel, why why does Brazil lose uh, if they are to lose in the tournament? What what what's the big issue with them not reaching their full potential? I think the biggest thing for them is their defense. They have so much uh, power up top that sometimes their defense can be a little lackluster. Uh, ball watching, um, Felipe Coutinho and Neymar, um, they're great on ball um, wingers, top uh, wingers but they don't really backtrack. They don't really get back on defense. And so it's not really a team effort on defense. And so they rely on those back four uh, pretty heavily. Okay. And that uh, does it for group E. We're back in the other uh, part. Now we're going to group B. Uh, Kenny has this, uh, the, the teams in part uh, or group B, Portugal, Spain, Iran, and Morocco. What do you have, Kenny? Uh, so first off, Portugal is obviously one of the better, better favorites uh, stars, Cristiano Ronaldo. Every soccer fan knows who that is. Um, he's trying to lead his team to the first finals of his career and for the country. They've I mean, it's it's kind of surprising that they haven't won it yet, you know, with with how good of a soccer player he is and the team that they have. Uh, they're ranked third overall this year. Um, I think they're possibly the favorite to win it all. Um, they have a great player at the top of the roster. Uh, Ronaldo is the wing. Then Nani is the midfield. So they have a good line of defense or a line of, you know, attack and everything. And then they have Pepe as the defender, Rui Patricio as the goalkeeper. He's very good. He's gotten a lot better over uh, the, like over the past few years. Um, and this is the team that could potentially get into the finals. Then we have Spain. Uh, they're led by defender Alberto uh, Moreno. I mean, those are two of the, uh, Sergio Ramos is one of the best defenders in uh, the in the in the world, <laughs> and then uh, Alberto Moreno is just you know a very good English um, Premier League defender. Uh, they have very solid starters and on the bench. Uh, most players play in either the English Premier League or the La Liga, two of the um, best soccer countries in the world. And a uh, few players that stand out: Iniesta, Juan Fran, Diego Costa, Jesus Navas. Casillas and De Gea. So they are really good on uh, goalies and they are ranked sixth this year. So those are the two teams I think get to uh, the next stage. Uh, any chance uh, for an upset from the, from Iran ranked uh, according to my notes, 34 and Morocco 48. Uh, any chance for those two to pull an upset in this group? 
Um, I don't really think so. I think Iran obviously has the uh, better chance. They, their soccer team has a lot, gotten very good um, the past few years also. Um, you know, it came from – I didn't really hear about Iran soccer to now. It's You know, they have a few more players that are getting into the bigger stages in the uh, soccer world. So uh, I think Iran could pull off maybe like a tie or something, but I don't see them upsetting either uh, the Portugal or Spain. Daniel, um, how how good is Ronaldo? For those uh, of us who will be t- tuning in and maybe have seen him once or twice, h- how good is he? He's he's the guy that makes soccer um, so popular in the United States. Him and Messi, those two are like peanut butter and jelly. You know, um, they're they're the top of their they're the top. And I mean, there's not really much else to say. Um, I mean, if you haven't heard of him, then you really I, you're just, uh, or A, you're just, uh, you're really just naive and you really don't pay attention to soccer or, uh, B, you're just, you're living in Iraq where there's no internet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, it's something that, you know, it, it can be downplayed how good he is and people, um, that don't like him say he's a flopper, but you know, he's the best, he's the best that there is right now. And so I think that's something that you can't really overlook. Very good. We're moving on now to Group F. Uh, this is Daniel's group. The participants, Germany uh, with a world rank uh, uh, one, Mexico, world rank of 15, Sweden, world rank of 23, and South Korea, a world rank, rank 61. Daniel, tell us a little bit about this group. Um, it's definitely Germany. Um, I think they're probably the deepest team uh, in the World Cup this year. Um, you know, the, they just came out with their roster, um, and it's Leroy Sané not being on that team is a crime. And you know what, he'd probably be the best player on some of these teams in the world cup. And, you know, for him to not be included just shows how deep they are. Um, Julia, Julian Brandt, um, he's a great young winger, um, Julian Draxler, um, from PSG, um, their, their wings are incredible. Um, Marco Royce coming back from uh, a season-ending injury last year um, to make the World Cup squad. It just it just goes to show how deep they are. And then Mexico, they're probably um, El Tri. Uh, they're probably the second uh, team in this uh, grouping to come out, and I don't really think it's close. Um, Sweden have any chance of uh, getting out? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think it'll. I think if they were to get a point, it'd be uh, coming from their game against South Korea. But other than that, I don't think anybody really scores a point outside of Mexico and uh, Germany. So it's pretty top uh, heavy. Uh, Kenny, uh, are you uh, a fan of Germany, or is Germany kind of like the the team uh, in, in American leagues that wins it all the time that everyone doesn't like? Where do you stand with Germany? Uh, personally, I, I'm a little bit German, so I, I'm not really <laughs> against them. Honestly, like I, I kind of enjoy watching them play. They they have good, uh, well, very good passes. Like it's very team play esque. Like it doesn't matter who's on their team. Like they can win. Um, they have great coaching, and then I like I personally, I think they're just they're fun to watch. Um, a lot of superstars and like all over the world that play, and they just all come together for this one time or this one time every four years, and it's just it's a lot of fun to watch. Very, very good. We're moving on to Group C, and the participants in Group C, uh, France, World Cup of Seven, 
Peru, a world a rank of 11. Uh, Denmark, world rank of 12. So you have three top 12 teams in this pool. And Australia, a world rank of 40. Kenny, uh, thoughts on Group C? Uh, the, so the two that I think come out of uh, Group C are Denmark. Um, obviously, they're led by Christian Eriksen. He's one of the better midfielders in the English Premier League. Um, and then they also have an up-and-coming forward. His name is Yusuf Poulsen. Um, as you said, they're ranked pretty high. Um, they have a pretty good goalie named Kasper Schmeil and uh, defender Simon Kajar, who uh, is the captain for Denmark this year. And then for France, uh, obviously one of the favorites. They're uh, very talented. They have, uh, they're led by Paul Pogba, who's one of the best midfielders, um, plays for Manchester United in the English Premier League. Um, and then, like I said, I think they're my favorite to win. Just, they just have a very good bench and a very good, like, just a, a good line on each each of the, like, attacking, the midfield, and the defense. Uh, no love for Peru getting out of this group. Uh, they're, they're ranked uh, right there with Denmark. I just – I don't see it happening. Uh, like I said, I think Denmark's a very good soccer team, um, and I think they just have a good – better players than Peru does, and I think they they overcome anything that, you know, comes in their way, and I think they get the, the – the, uh, to go to the next round. Daniel, it seems to me that France is always one of the favorites, and they have a a, a lot of names, solid names on their squad. Uh, what holds them back from being a, a top-quality team uh, Germany, Brazil, that elite level. Uh, what what do they need to protect against if they want to con uh, move on to the semis and the and the World Cup final? You know, it's just consistency. Um, you see it. You saw it with Paul Pogba this year domestically in uh, England. Uh, he wasn't very consistent with Manchester United, and then um, you know they just they just lack consistency. And Olivier Giroud, um, he's he'll be expected to play a lot of well, not a lot, but um, he'll be expected to play more minutes than what he did at Chelsea this year. And so I think that'll be uh, something to watch for. And then um, just they, they say that there's this um, kind of quota where for national teams, they pick those who are playing at like top six level um, in the power. It's kind of like playing for the group or power five in uh, college football. Um, they expect there's this favoritism, um, with picking their players from that group or power five group. And so I think, um, France, you know, this year, they kind of went away from that mold. Um, they left Anthony Martial at home. They left Dimitri Payet at home. Um, I think it's kind of, I think they picked the best players right now. They picked the players that are in form, uh, and Zanzi from Sevilla. I think that he'll play a huge role off the bench. Um, and so I think it'll be really interesting to see how they mold this year. And now moving on to Group G, the participants are Belgium, uh, ranked number three, England, ranked 13, and as I'm scrolling down, Panama, 55, and I'm missing one here. Tunisia, Tunisia uh, world ranked 14. Daniel, uh, Group G. Um, it's definitely kind of one of the better ones, I think, with uh, some of the matchups. I think Belgium and England will be the two to advance, but I definitely can see um, Panama playing kind of a spoiler um, this year with England. Um, England's always um, being compared to what they used to be, and I think that that kind of haunts them come this time of the year when they're expected to have some uh, big impact on the World Cup. 
And so there's been a lot of distraction with uh, Raheem Sterling's recent tattoo. Um, and then it's kind of uh, their goalkeeping is kind of up in the air with uh, Jack Butland and Nick Pope. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see uh, how this plays out. Very good. Um, Kenny, do you think England has a chance to, A, well, get out? I think they can get out. But um, you would think that they might do a little bit better in the round of 16 and so forth. Um, your thoughts on England? So personally, I think they have the players that could advance very far. They always have uh, Raheem Sterling. You know, just, uh, Rooney's usually on there. Just but past teams have just—I don't know—I don't—they don't really shock me as a team that I could see them getting upset. Maybe not like getting losses, but maybe not getting enough points to advance. I think Panama and Belgium actually do. I, I don't really see England over. Like I—I I think England gets upset. I really do. And, and Daniel, um, so are you a Belgium fan because your guy from Manchester City is such the big star there in De Bruyne? Um, yeah. Um, since USA aren't playing this year, I definitely um, got to go with my captain, Vincent Kompany, even though he's hurt. Hopefully he'll be uh, healthy enough to play for him. He's a big key in that uh, back three for uh, Roberto Martinez. And then uh, De Bruyne, he's just – he's something else. He's a man amongst men and playing midfield – um, he's, he's a lethal passer. He's very aggressive when it comes to shooting the ball. And I, it's something that, um, as a, as growing up, I wish that I would have been able to see a little bit more, um, just because he's someone that I kind of idolize at this point. And he's just someone that he can carry a team if you ask him to, and he definitely might have to, uh, for Belgium. And we move on to uh, Group D uh, with Kenny. The participants, Argentina with a world rank of five, Croatia, world rank of 18, Iceland, a uh, great story, uh, at world rank 22, and Nigeria with the rank of 47. Kenny, tell us a little bit about Group D. Uh, so the two teams, I think, advance. Uh, Iceland, obviously. Um, Iceland, nobody really knew about Iceland football about, I'd say, maybe two or three years ago. And uh, all of a sudden, they took over the world with their uh, really good run. Um, they, uh, they, yeah. So they they advanced very far in the Euro Cup. Um, this is their first World Cup appearance ever. So they're a very likable team to like to watch. Or kind of just like the underdog story. Um, and they're ranked twenty second. And then Argentina, obviously, uh, I don't think anybody's able to upset them in this uh, this group. Obviously, led by Lionel Messi. Uh, you need a very good goal scorer in the World Cup, and he's that guy. And then you have Higuain, Sergio Aguero, Angel Di Maria, Mascherano, uh, and Mark Er and Manchester United defender Marcos Rojo, who's uh, he's just he's surprised a lot of people recently. Let, let me ask you about the pressure on Messi. A, a lot of the articles and and commentary that I'm reading is that there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver uh, success in this World Cup uh, for Argentina. Does he have? Can he handle that, and can he deliver that, uh, Kenny? And or does? And another question is: Does Argentina have enough around him to help uh, him advance as, uh, as far as the Argentinians would would like for them to advance? Uh, I think it's kind of like English, like the English uh, soccer team. They they definitely all they have enough people to do it. They have the players to do it. But it's just, yeah. I th I think personally, this is the year that it gets done. If it doesn't, I think it maybe affects his. Uh, like his standings as one of the best players in the world, because uh, I mean, this is, I think maybe like his third year in a row where he could probably do it. And 
I just, I, I kind of, I'm cheering for him. I think, I think he has the talent around him to do it. And I think it'd be a great story if he can, but uh, yeah, I, I personally, I feel like he, he does it. Daniel, uh, your thoughts on Messi. Um, he's definitely one of the better uh, players in the world. Um, like I said, with Ronaldo, he's, they're peanut butter and jelly, you know, um, there's always this debate on LeBron and Michael Jordan. Um, you know, just appreciate what they're doing for the sport right now. Um, it's not every every year that we get to see um, these two going at it just so consistently um, with uh, El Clasico and, you know, uh, Barcelona, Man United finals. Um, you just got to appreciate what they've given to the sport. And I, it's definitely hard to just compare the two just because, you know, uh, Barcelona, they play the tiki-taka football, um, and Real, they play, they play so contrastly that it's just something that, um, you just, you just should appreciate it, uh, as a spectator. And I, it's, it's a shame that we're always caught up in this, who's better, who's this, who's the GOAT. Um, just appreciate what you're getting to watch. And that's, a. uh, a reason to tune in to this year's uh, World Cup to, to watch players like that. And Daniel, really quick, Iceland have enough country behind them and momentum in their first World Cup uh, to get out to the to six, the uh, field of 16? You know, this is probably the most wide-open grouping to me. Um, Croatia with Luka Modric. Um, he's a little midfield maestro. Um, I love midfielders. Um, he's, some, he's someone for Real that really gets overlooked. Um, and Croatia, he's probably the star player. Um, Argentina, you know, I can, I can see them possibly not making it just because their defense is so bad. Um, he, uh, Kenny said Marcos Rojo, um, was a key defender, but, um, he's, he's getting old and Nigeria, um, they definitely have that front, uh, line with Alex Iwobi from Arsenal. Um, they can definitely use some counters to get past them. And with no, uh, with a keeper um, inexperience for Argentina, um, I can definitely see someone beating them, uh, whether it be Nigeria, Croatia, or Iceland. Um, that's up for debate, but I can definitely see um, Argentina possibly not making the round of 16. That and that would be a shock, but I'm going to be all in on Iceland just because I think it's a great story. Uh, and that's again, I think what World Cup brings if your team's not in it, there's enough players and, and teams uh, that you can get behind in each pool. And, and as, as it advances, let's finish with Group H. Uh, the participants in that uh, Colombia, Poland, Japan, and Senegal. Uh, Daniel, that's your group. What do you have? Um, I think Colombia has to be the favorite just because I think they have the best overall team. Uh, James Rodriguez uh, really burst onto the scene in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Um, and, you know, Senegal, they're really being led by uh, Sadio Mane from Liverpool. Um, came out that he had a Real Madrid move uh, on the works, and then Zidane left. And so that's kind of left a question mark on his domestic season next year on where he'll be playing. And then Robert Lewandowski. Uh, from Poland, the goal the goal scoring machine uh, from the Bundesliga, um, it said that he's uh, exiting Bayern, and so um, Bayern's really hoping for a uh, successful World Cup from him. That way, they can get more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that ha that's the eight groups of four. I'm going to ask each of you now uh, a question um, about which group is the toughest and which group is the easiest in your mind. I know I, I might be throwing that to you um, without much notice, but um, is sometimes these groupings, you get some solid teams in there and only two teams advance. And, and then the opposite can happen too, where you get a soft grouping and maybe one team is is really talented, and then there's a fight for that second uh, team. So uh, the draw is an important part of the World Cup. Um, so let's uh, go to you, Daniel, for the first one. Which do you think is the toughest group uh, as you see it right now? Um, <clears throat> it's really hard to say just because um, there's just so many – I think there's a ton of quality in this year's World Cup. I think um, – Really, the most open would probably be Group H with Poland, Senegal, and Colombia just because, you know, Senegal and Poland go as their star players go. And then overall-wise, I would say it's probably Group D with Argentina, Iceland, and Croatia just because, you know, there's so much question marks. There's so many question marks for Argentina's back line and then if Iceland can really have that star power that they need. Kenny, what do you think is the toughest group uh, of the eight groups? Uh, I would probably have to say Group B if you're a, a Morocco or an Iran fan just because, I mean, you're having to play Spain and Portugal, and uh, both those teams are very, very good. Um, and I just I, – I don't know. I, I would hate to be in that group. It's kind of like the uh, what the United States was in a few years ago with Germany and uh, Portugal. They called it the stage of death. I kind of see that as that being – kind of like that for uh, Morocco and all of those other two teams. So in your opinion, when you have two really solid teams, that kind of limits the advancement possibilities of the other two. That That's, in your mind, what makes a group tough. Yes. And and then, um, Kenny, we'll come right back to you. Which group is, is not a, a, an interesting group to you or not a solid group, um, an easy group, however you want to define it? Uh, I'd say Group D just because I really do expect Argentina and Iceland to just kind of advance. I think Iceland, it, it's possible they get upset. Oh, it's not really an upset, but it's possible they don't make it, and that would kind of be like disappointing for me. Uh, but I, I kind of just think that that group is it's kind of like he said, it's kind of in the open. So I mean, I'm not really going to be looking forward to that group as much as all the other ones. Daniel, the the least enjoyable group or the most uh, the easiest group. I, I definitely think the easiest group would probably be Group F with Germany and Mexico. Um, I don't really see South Korea giving much of a fight to either one of those teams. And then Sweden, I can see them kind of giving Mexico a run for their money, but I, I think it's really just Germany and Mexico in that group. But one more thing, I'm not, I'm not buying the Portugal stock. I'm, they have Ronaldo, yeah, but Roy Patricio, he's an older goalkeeper. He's 34. He just quit his club. Um, Andre Silva, he had that breakout Euro 2016. Haven't heard much from him. Uh, Renato Sanchez, he broke out that uh, same Euro. I'm I'm not really buying the Portugal stock. I can definitely see Morocco or Iran advancing over one of those or over them. Um, you know, it it would be that a would be a huge that'd be a huge upset, wouldn't it? Though it, it would be a shame to see Ronaldo out, but I don't think it's that big of an upset. I don't. I'm not buying the Portugal stock. I don't think they're really as great as they used to or as great as they've shown in Euro 2016. Um, I, Pepe, he's an older defender. Uh, Bernardo Silva, the Man City uh, winger, 
he's him and um, Ronaldo and um, Andre Silva. They're they're the top three players on that team, and then and only two of those uh, players showed out this domestic season. I don't really see it being Portugal's group to lose, honestly. Okay, Kenny, um, I'm going to come back and throw that to you. Which team on paper is solid? Uh, Daniel saying Portugal with um, it, and Argentina probably don't have enough besides their superstars to advance as far. What team do you think that a lot of people are looking forward to uh, being really good, but you think either gets upset in pool play or gets upset early in the round of 16? Which team is overrated a little bit? Um, I personally, I think it could be Spain. Uh, they have a, a lot of very old players on their team. Um, I don't really see them getting upset, but it, I mean, anything can happen in this, in this, like the world cup, you know, everybody comes together. It's, it's kind of about chemistry, how well you're like, uh, how fit you are and everything like that. Um, I mean, another team kind of like he was saying, Argentina, uh, the, Marcos Rojo is very old. Um, it, it, I just, I don't know. Like he said, you you have to have a very good defense, and if if he's not fit or if, if he's not what he used to be, it's going to be tough. T upset team, the team that no one, um, not no one, but the team that's probably not likely to advance to the round of sixteen that might get there and maybe at least win one game. Uh, Kenny, what what team are you looking forward to? Maybe make some noise that uh, shouldn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they shouldn't, but Egypt. Uh, I'm a big Liverpool fan, so I've gotten to watch Mohamed Salah a lot this year and uh, Senegal also with um, Mane. But uh, I think if Mohamed Salah is able to go, I think that would be very fun to just watch. You know, he's he's very talented. He's a very good goal scorer. Some of his stuff, you know, I tweeted the other day, he's a magician with uh, some of his, like, ball movement and stuff like that. It's just everything's spot on. Everything's perfect, and it's just – it's a lot of fun to watch him play. I, I sure hope that, that – he can go because, uh, in, in getting ready for the podcast and, and doing some research, that was a name that came up with a lot of people that I talked to and, and, and watching him play, uh, this year, uh, you would love to have him on the world stage. You, Egypt has a chance to advance. Uh, so I, I'm hoping you're correct there, Daniel, a team that, um, might, um, be a little bit of a surprise for some people. Uh, I definitely think it's the young guns from Nigeria. Um, John Obi Michael, uh, the really big key for them. Um, he'll play a huge factor on if they're successful or not. Um, Goalkeeping is a huge question mark for them, but I definitely think that their speed and um, kind of older leadership from Victor Moses, uh, the Chelsea legend, um, I definitely think that it's something that um, will help them get through uh, to the sweet – or not sweet 16, my goodness – um, but to the round of 16 and then to the knockout stages. Okay. Now favorite players that you're going to be tuning in on these matches, uh, when these guys are playing, um, we'll start with you, Daniel, give me the, let's just say three guys that you really want to tune in. I know, um, there's probably two or three that we all are going to tune in, but who are your two or three favorite players? players to watch that you're going to tune in this year's world cup well it's definitely kevin de bruyne um he's up there at number one just because um you know he he was rejected at chelsea uh made a career from uh wolfsburg um in the bundesliga um i definitely think that he's something that um can really be looked at as a cinderella story um under pep um and then um for me, it's uh, Masu Ozil from Germany. Um, 
he had a really subpar season at Arsenal this past year. Uh, he signed that new contract, though, so I definitely think that it's something that if he wants to um, really kind of live in that Arsenal legends room, um, he will definitely have to show out at this World Cup to prove that he's really not on the decline. And then uh, the Brazilian midfielder, uh, Jorinho, um, he plays for Napoli in the Serie A. Um, I definitely think that he's someone that um, will really be as a dark horse uh, player uh, for Brazil as someone that really makes a huge impact on their World Cup. Kenny, the players you're going to tune in to watch. All right. So first off, uh, I'm a big United States fan, so I really wish we were in it because I have a lot of, you know, my favorite players are on that team. But uh, if I have to choose some of the ones that are obviously in the World Cup this year, I'd have to choose Mohamed Salah, obviously, uh, Mane from Senegal, and then uh, Roberto Firmino um, from Brazil and Coutinho, because just because they all, you know, former or still Liverpool players and uh, I think Coutinho is really fun to watch. And then the one I'm really looking forward to is James Rodriguez. You know, he he did break out in 2014, got a very big contract from uh, Real Madrid. And I'm just I kind of want to see if it, you know, if it was just a one year kind of thing or if he, if this is what, you know, what you can expect to see. Yeah, he does it in the uh, La Liga, but if he can do it in the uh, World Cup again, because it was a lot of fun to watch and just seeing him break out. No Ronaldo, no Messi, no Neymar in in your guys. Those are guys also to watch, but those are the famous guys that everyone's going to be watching. And our listeners now have a few more uh, to grab uh, the TV remote and and turn into and, and watch. Uh, soccer players are incredible athletes, and and it's a it's a great game. So those are some. So let's go, Kenny. Your personal favorite team uh, or two that you are going to root for since the United States is not involved in this year's World Cup. Uh, so I'm personally, I'm not Egyptian, but uh, Egypt, obviously, and then Iceland. Uh, I'm just, you know, I, I really enjoyed watching them in the uh, Euro Cup a few years ago. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to just like hear their announcers like scream and stuff like that whenever they score goals in Egypt, just because, you know, if Mohamed Salah didn't play for Liverpool, I don't know if I'd be as big of a fan as I am right now, but uh, I'm just, you know, it's their first World Cup since 1990. And I, I think it'd be really cool to just see them advance and I mean, he's already a, a big name, but just to see that spotlight that maybe the non-soccer fans haven't seen yet and just see like how good he is. I, I'm leaning uh, against the favorites. I'd like to see some some upsets happen, but I don't know who, who to pick. I, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit towards Belgium. Uh, France has some guys that I like to watch on there. Mexico, I'd really like to see Mexico uh, do well and, and advance. So probably of those three along, I, I agree with you. I, I want to root for Iceland to go through, but probably, um, Mexico and Belgium are the teams that are going to get my attention. Uh, my homeland, Italy didn't qualify as well. So those are a couple of teams that I usually, uh, root for. And we encourage all of the fans that might be listening to the podcast, grab a team, grab a player and, and tune in, uh, because it makes it a, an enjoyable, uh, experience. Daniel, your favorite teams? Um, my favorite teams definitely have to be Belgium, like you said, in France. Um, they're probably two of the most electric teams. Uh, Dries Mertens uh, from Napoli. Um, he's definitely someone from Belgium that kind of gets overlooked with uh, Eden Hazard and uh, Romelu Lukaku uh, up in that front attacking line. And then uh, France, Ousmane Dembele, uh, the F Barcelona uh, signee. Um, you know, he didn't really play a lot for Barca this year, 
But as we saw uh, with that finesse shot in their past uh, friendly, you know, he's got everything to make a superstar. And I definitely see him kind of breaking out in this World Cup. All right, time now to uh, pick uh, some favorites. We don't have the bracket in front of us. Uh, as the teams advance out of pool play, uh, the winner of each bracket plays the second uh, place team from a, an, another grouping, and then they advance. And so you probably would have to look at that to definitely name your your uh, semifinalists. But, uh, Kenny, who are you looking for as the favorites, and who do you think is going to ultimately win it all? You have to pick one. Uh, to win it all, Germany. Um, they won it last or the 2014, uh, bringing a lot of the same guys back, but they also left off some good players from their roster before. Um, but I, I mean, that's no shock. I think they they win it this year. And then uh, another team I think could possibly get there. Um, I'd probably have to say France. Uh, France is very, I mean, it's probably a popular choice, but they just have the players, have the bench, have everything you need to get to that stage. And I think that they do it. Daniel, who do you think is going to win and who possibly well, as, can get there? As Kenny said, I definitely think it's Germany that wins it. Um, you know, I hate I hate to be someone that repeats um, as the other guys said, but um, they just have so much depth. And I think one thing that sets them apart from the rest is uh, Manuel Neuer. Uh, he's their goalkeeper. He's coming back for the first time since September um, with Bayern when he injured his foot at Bayern Munich. Um, I definitely think that he's something that sets that group ahead of the rest. And then a team that um, definitely <clears throat> has a chance, I think it's whoever beats them, <laughs> honestly, in the knockout stages. If if you have the capabilities of beating them, um, then I, I think you have the capabilities of beating anybody else in the field. Um, so I definitely – it would have to definitely be a powerhouse, though. Um, like we've said, Belgium – um, you know, I hate to be a record or broken record, but they just have so much. Um, their defense will definitely be something that um, would hurt them, though, if they were to get that far. But definitely Germany, uh, Belgium, and then from the other side of the bracket have to be Brazil or Brazil's on that same side. But <laughs> those three are definitely names that I definitely think that would win it. There you go. You have uh, a preview of the 2018 World Cup that's being held in Russia. It starts up uh, June 14th. I want to thank uh, Kenny Jordan and Daniel Jakes for uh, putting in some time uh, researching and talking with us tonight. You guys uh, provided our listeners with a lot of information, and I encourage everyone to uh, to go to uh, the World Cup uh, website, look at the teams, uh, look at the colors, pick a favorite color if you have to. But this is a huge event. Uh, and uh, Daniel was a, a former student of mine and has really gotten me interested in soccer in the last two or three years. Uh, and it, this is my first year World Cup as a fan of the Premier League and watching uh, soccer uh, on a regular basis. So I'm really looking forward uh, to, to this World Cup. Uh, as a fan, and I encourage everyone to give it a, a great chance. It is an outstanding event. So thanks, guys, for joining me tonight. Appreciate it, and we'll look forward to having you back on again, maybe sometime uh, after the um, first round, uh, and we go to the uh, round of 16 and maybe have another um, recap there. But for Kenny and Daniel, I'm Brian Tonsoni. This has been Sports Talk with Tonsoni. Hope you have enjoyed the show.